This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! This week, I talk about my top 10 favorite games of 2020, as well as my first impressions of the PlayStation 5 to answer the question, was it worth the wait, rush, and want? All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome to the final Select Start episode of 2020. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Hope everybody's had a pleasant holiday season and pleasant Christmas, if you will. Um, I want to, before we even start anything, uh, I definitely want to do something unprecedented for this particular uh, show. And I want to dedicate this show to somebody. And for all you wrestling fans out there, you know where this is going. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, whether you were WWE or AEW, you know what has happened in the last week, like literally possibly the day after Christmas or so. Um, we lost a great talent in the name of John Huber, a.k.a. Brody Lee. For those who are in the WWE or those fans are hardcore WWE fans, you know him as Luke Harper. He died very suddenly and unexpectedly to those outside of the bubble of the wrestling world. Uh, it has been said for non-COVID issues uh, and involving the lung, fel- uh, some lung failure. Nonetheless, we lost a man who was considered great by many inside that industry and outside of the industry. He was a great talent. He, he And most of all, he was a man who went out to prove his worth. He left the WWE. He wanted to leave the WWE and to a lot of people who don't want to hear this. This is fact he wanted to leave the WWE because they weren't valuing him and he got his chance to leave it he went to AEW to become something bigger and better and that he has done he has become a main event card he also helped a low mid card group become one of the top groups in the actual company and he is solely responsible for that And be all of that because he put in his effort to become the best. He also created, you know, those who argued about not being a WWF, uh, you know, blaming the WWF for his downturn, not his death, but his downturn in his career. He mocked his, his whole gimmick in AEW was to mock Vince McMahon. That was the entire, the, every week that they did a skit or whatever on BTE or being the elite, it was to mock what was WWE's doing. So he was solely there to not only make himself a main eventer, not only self to prove him a worthy talent and a top talent, 
He was also there to tell Vince McMahon, screw you, I am better than this. And he did. His final match was with Cody Rhodes uh, for the TNT Championship, and it was an awesome dog collar match to settle the score of him destroying Cody to get that title. And, you know, for a man whose passion it is to become a top wrestler, what a way to have a final match and be able to, you know, leave us with something to remember, something great to remember. He was a great father to his family. He was a great peer to his friends and the people that he's worked with. And for all the fans, we loved him. We loved him, whether he was in the Indies, uh, whether he wrestled in Japan, whether he wrestled in the two major promotions. He was a great dude, and he will be dearly missed. So this episode is dedicated to the life of John Huber, a.k.a. Brody Lee. With that said, we got some things that we're going to talk about here, game-wise, of course. Um, and speaking of games, I guarantee we're going to see him in the new AEW video game. There's, I, I have no doubt in my mind that we will still be able to play him in that game. That's a that's a definite. So um, I'm looking for. I'm really really looking forward to that game now. I'm telling you, for those who are going to be watching Dynamite this week, it is not going to be easy. It's going to be a celebration, but at the same time, it's going to feel like a funeral. And, you know, we've had these times before, so let's all do it together as wrestling fans and a family of wrestling fans. So I digress. We got some things we're going to talk about. No real news today because this is the final days of 2020. Can you are I, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that it is the 29th as we are doing this show, which means we got two more days of 2020. And with everybody anticipating to see that that zero being replaced with a one, I also hope that they anticipate making change in this country, in this society, in our community. So let's do it. But I tell you what, 2020, if anything that can be appreciated, if anything that can be um, to be thankful for and grateful for is the gaming industry, because it is the gaming industry that has absolutely without a shadow of a doubt been the best form of entertainment for therapeutic reasons for it helped people's sanity video games have shined more than it ever has ever in years and for more reasons than one um dare i say video games have may have saved people's life depending on which game it is and what they're doing but it has kept a lot of people quarantined and occupied, myself included. Uh, and it, it deserves a lot of credit. You know, gaming is has been a major deal. Movies has been out. You know, anime has probably possibly been the strongest other form of entertainment, but not from a mainstream point of view. Uh, comics, you know, I mean, that's still struggling. I mean, let's be real. Comics is still a great form of entertainment and great form of literature, but it has struggled. It, it is a, the 90s was a long time ago. And since the Marvel Cinematic Universe has come and all these other movie and TV adaptions of these series have come, people have opted to just watch the movies and watch the video games. So, you know, it, it kind of took a di uh, diluted downturn from what it was in the 90s. Um, and remember back in the 90s, 
We didn't have the caliber of movies that we have now. We had a Captain America movie. We had a a uh, Fantastic Four movie. Back in the day, we had a Punisher movie. All of them were crap in comparison, especially to what we have now. And there are many people who there's I'm not going to say many. There's a minority of people who argue that and say that some of the there's no way in, in the world people will say Roger Corman's Fantastic Four was good. But there are some people who will argue about some of those 90s movies. And I'm sorry, they were crap. They, they didn't make much good in the box office. Not nearly as what this the, these movies are making now. All of the adventure movies and all of the Marvel any of the cinematic um, Marvel cinematic movies, the MCU movies, made a ton of cash. Even their lowest ones have probably made better than what they did in the nineties, and they were better in terms of quality as well. So, but video games has been the absolute forefront this year, taking you know taking the form of blockbuster movies in, in some cases, depending on what you know games you're you're looking at. You know, they were pretty much the blockbuster movies of, you know, that we didn't get from, you know, the theaters this year. So for everybody in the gaming industry, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not only strengthening this form, this form of fandom, but to help people get through this pandemic. A lot of people were going through a lot mentally. And you got games like Animal Crossing and you got other or Among Us and, and you got all these other really cool games. Miles Morales, you know, I'll give that credit to because that game has also for for people, for my people in the Latino community, for people in the black community, and people in the Latino community. Couldn't have had a better game to represent us. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to be talking about all that. But before we do. I definitely, and that, that'll be in my uh, select start. I mean, uh, my final stage uh, segment as well. So um, before we get to that part, I want to talk about uh, the PlayStation 5. I want to give my thoughts on the PlayStation 5 so far. Uh, you guys know I finally managed to get my hands on it. And so far, really good. Now, I'm not going to say it's the best thing ever because in terms of overall quality and, 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 and uh, evolution, Honestly, I don't, in terms of evolution, I don't think it really did that much different as opposed, and I'm going to compare this to the generations where we had that, the transitional generations from the Nintendo Entertainment Center to the Super NES and all this stuff. And there's, there, there plain contrast from those back then. Now I'm going to tell you what the, the positives that I like about this system so far and the negatives as well so the processing power to start it off the positives and or the pros i should say is terrific the processing power is so awesome it i mean first you gotta understand i had the playstation 4 that i had is the first playstation 4 that i've bought i never traded it in i never got a new one never got the pro it's the same one for six years i've had that um that console and it is credit to sony and their hardware it is it, it is built for tough <laughs> i mean by the sixth year by the sixth year this the, the, the you can hear the fans blowing hard but it was still going it was still like credit to their hardware you know a lot of people normally would trade off their old games to get a new one so they don't get a chance to see how the longevity and the lifespan of the of this console 
I've had this console for six years. Uh, and I know this because I just had a, a memory uh, post remind me and notify me that, you know, of when I first got the uh, PlayStation 4. It was six years ago. I, I, I was totally at all. <laughs> it was six years ago. And I'm looking at it now. It's like it's still going. Kudos. That, that, that speaks volumes of the hardware and quality that they put in for the uh, PlayStations throughout the years. Um, so that is that is awesome. Uh, but the processing power here is great. You can barely hear any fans blowing or anything like that. You know, this is a new system. So um, I, it's so awesome to not hear fans or not worry about fans or stuff like that. This time I have it on the outside and as opposed to the inside of my entertainment system and the shelving because I want more air. I want this is a more powerful system. So I want more air circulation to come in. So I got it standing vertically um, this time around and uh, rearranged parts of my entertainment setup. Uh, so it's awesome. I, I, I love the processing power. Everything's so fast paced and speedy. So I give it that. Um, fans are pretty much drop dead quite. Uh, I mean, sh the, the fan, I, I just love the fact that I hear no fans at all. It's just drop dead quiet. The loading time for PlayStation 5 games are surreal. We've waited a long time for this. I, like the, converse, the, the interview I had with Greg Casavan back then when we were talking about the transitioning of him of uh, super giant games going into the new generation of playstation 5 and how that's going to factor into their you know developments and he, he he expressed talking about uh check you know the the loading time we've been waiting for since the nintendo days for no loading time because you know before the disc era and all that stuff we had games that had no loading time because there was no element of disc, but when the disc era came in, you know, the, the load times came in. Even to some extent, the cart, you know, play, the Nintendo, um, the N64, I believe, had some of that too, even though they were cartridge based. But when we got to disc, the loading times were just, uh, you know, some of it was just unbearable. And we had to deal with that for from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 4. <laughs> now, PlayStation 5, with the, especially with the digital era, and I do have the digital edition as many of you uh, have seen uh, on my Instagram page uh, as well at Dexavier Josiah. I, I'm sorry, Dexavier underscore Josiah, I should say. Um, you've seen the pictures that I have the digital edition. So, you know, I've, I've been digital bound for over a decade. So I knew that the loading time was going to be especially good here. And it is um, playing games like Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat, um, what else did I get? I just got something. Um, I just got the Devil May Cry uh, special edition. I got to look out for my man, Ruben Langdon. Shout out to him <laughs> out there. So um, I just got that and I'll be replaying that again this time for the PlayStation 5 in there. And I I won't get into any more than that because I'm wondering if I, I think this, the actor that had that uh, controversy uh, with those racist uh, videos is still voicing the black character in that game, but he's not on there for a substantial long time. So I don't know if they factored that in or not, but Capcom, get yourself together on that new fact check these people. But <laughs> um, I mean, everything from the user interface is even more uh, user friendly this time around. I really appreciated that. Uh, it allows you to access more important features uh, faster uh, in this case. Uh, I, there are some things that I had to go in and out of 
the game uh, to do, and this time I don't have to do it. It's comes up, so, and, and I'm still getting adjusted to that because I sometimes press the PS button so, like, um, you know, for a long period of time, I hold it down, uh, waiting for it to happen, and I don't have to do that now. I just need to tap it, and it automatically comes up now, and it's faster than it ever before. Uh, like. I'm able to go into rest mode faster, uh, find notifications faster, and other options that I had to find tediously on the PlayStation 4's uh, UI features as well. Um, the bonus for me, though, and shout out to my man Craig Holland because he got the same TV that I got. He got a he got a, he got a 90. I think I got a I think he got an 80 or a 90. I got a, like a 70 uh, version, which like it just I think it just gives uh, it's a little bit brighter than mine and like he may have a little bit more options than i do but um the bonus comes in the form of the new samsung oled 4k tv that i just got from best buy which also accommodates the abilities of the playstation 5 it is literally playstation 5 ready uh for instance when i sync to the tv to the ps5 um the tv remote can be used to turn on a playstation 5 that's just an awesome little feature right there at the same time while the tv uh is already on you can use the dual sense remote to not only turn on the ps5 but my t my tv automatically goes straight to um and connects and, and turns on the hdmi connection like remember if you remember like with older tvs you have to manually use your remote control to go into the hdmi channels not anymore apparently this smart tv is actually smart and it automatically connects to the hdmi channel that the playstation 5 is connected in and i no longer have to do that manually and then it, when i turn when i turn off the playstation uh 5 it automatically goes back into whatever last channel i was on like my xfinity channel or whatever like that um at the same time i just discovered something interesting yesterday i mistakenly turned off the tv while i was playing you know mortal kombat and the cool thing here is that when you turn the TV off, it automatically puts the PlayStation 5 on sleep mode. So the bad part was that I was that I was afraid of was that I turned it I turned off my TV, which shouldn't have done anything. But since it I was also downloading new games on the PlayStation on on uh, PlayStation 5 on my uh, hard drive, and I didn't want that to affect it. Well, it didn't because it automatically the, the TV automatically commands the playstation 5 to go into uh, sleep mode to rest mode and i thought that was awesome and when i turned it back on the playstation 5 comes back on this is true smart technology people i've had tv my last tv was considered a smart tv but it was nowhere near as smart as the samsung i have a samsung uh, smaller uh, smart tv here in my office here and i think that was the reason why i ended up deciding to invest in samsung because i like this tv and what it does the new tv that i have now which is a 60 inch i believe or 55 or 60 inch tv that i have now it it really did so much more it did so much more than it ever did before and in terms of um connecting uh wirelessly it does it flawless very fluently so i mean if you need an actual really good recommendation for a tv that will work with a playstation 5 you don't have to go to sony so i mean like there of course there are sony tvs that are perfect for the playstation 5 but samsung also has some really great systems that are new gen ready 
and I'm pretty sure that is probably just as good for with the uh, with the Xbox as well. So, man, definitely go out of your way and get it if you're looking for a new TV. There, um, I will tell you. I, I will tell you this too. Um, speaking of the Dual Sense remote, that I can say is without a doubt the most comfortable PlayStation controller ever to date. Uh, Sony was not lying when they said that they that the remote uh, controller uh, would act accordingly to a particular game, making you feel more involved in the experience. Like I was playing Spider-Man uh, Remastered and Spider-Man Miles Morales utilizes this feature to its totality. Um, swinging around through the city for both for those of you already know who are have already played it, you understand what it is. But for those who don't, swinging through the city and using certain combat features uh now feel like you're even more in the game like you when you you spin a web you feel the web spinning because you don't and i played the playstation 4 versions of both miles morales and the original spider-man you don't get that feeling of the web um you know doing this twipping uh move or spinning throughout the city now you feel it you feel all of that. You feel different things that really brings you in and immerses you into the game even more. Uh, so swinging through the city and using combat features now feel like you're even more in the game. Um, so it was it's really cool because of the shoulder buttons and everything. Uh, or what they now call the adaptive triggers that provides a more tension and uh, provides a bit of tension and force during the certain parts of the gameplay. So I that is I think the the controller is the bigger game changer of this whole entire system to be honest uh because my only negative right now is that you don't see that much of a difference in terms of graphic power sure i mean like things are slightly brighter colorful you got your ray tracing and all the stuff with and, and things are just a bit more defined with a better frame rate however there isn't much of a cosmetic contrast to that of the playstation 4 the graphical differences between the two are subtle at best like for instance the texture of hair that you see on miles morales uh head and uh, from the playstation 4 to the playstation 5 does provide more density and volume yet the texture of skin is not that much different you know i mean you look of course some people are looking at it from if you look at it from a 720 to a 1080 pixel uh, resolution that that is understandable that is slightly different but it really it's just it, it's more you not having the right tv <laughs> at best because you know the playstation has already been 4k the playstation 4 has already been 4k bound and uh even 1080 bound from the get-go uh from from way back and you just have to have a better tv to get that full visual but the playstation 4 just i mean the processing you know allows it to have a better frame rate um it allows it to be brighter and all the stuff but you know the actual character models are exactly the same character models that they're using for the playstation 4 hence why they have playstation 4 versions and playstation 5 versions that you can play on a playstation 5 uh in that case but you know it's not that much other uh, uh much of a difference other than that you know outside of that factor from a visual perspective i believe 
it will be a while before we get that wow effect that we had you know when game trans when games um transitioned from the nes back in the day to the super nes like if you compare those two like you got an 8-bit game and then you have a 16-bit game here and that makes a graphical difference and obvious you go from 16-bit to 32-bit that makes an obvious thing so you go from the super nes to the playstation uh or the n64 N big big differences and then you go from the playstation to the playstation 2 big difference playstation 3 big difference playstation 4 big difference i think we may have reached our plateau i think we reached a plateau of this whole thing because at this point i don't know which is going to be and i think frame rate is going to play a factor too because the frame rate has to look natural and i think a lot of the games still don't have that natural movement as of yet uh to the point and i think maybe that's where the playstation 5 is going to take us so maybe not in terms of visual but in terms of animation and and, and uh and movement i think that is going to play a factor as well so honestly I said it before I got my hands on the system, and I'll say it now that I have my hands on the system. There is no real rush to have this system right now in the way that we're trying to get it. Like, I think in 2021, we'll see more of what this system can do, but by that time, we will all have this system and it'll be available to us right now. So, but I don't think people should rush out because if you really thoroughly do your homework and look at it, aside from the fast loading times and the dual sense controller and just a few other user interface options it really isn't it's it's just a it, honestly this should be the playstation 4 pro right now like not what they came out with the fork with, uh, with the pro this feels more like now i mean the the processing speed plays a major factor in this whole thing but if you're that impatient that's a you issue in a sense of like i i play before i still enjoy playing um spider-man miles morales on the playstation 4 even if they had loading times the loading times weren't that bad and i still had the same gameplay experience that i did with play because i beat the play the miles morales game on the playstation 5 and i beat the spider-man um version their only difference with the games aside from the peter parker situation is that they have a they they just have quicker loading times they are brighter there's the ray tracing i mean those little things didn't it didn't make a major difference when you compare the two together it, it to me it's not enough to make a difference like i need it to look so real that when they throw a punch i feel it that's game like it has to be some form of game changer like that but i'm not knocking the, the playstation 5 or even the xbox uh series x for that matter they're great systems there's no doubt that they're great systems it's just we haven't seen nearly the best of it yet to be rushing for it now and to act like that we're not going to get it anytime soon it is it, it's we need to have more patience and people are getting more and more people are getting it now so it, it really i mean it's just to have it right now more than anything like i can still have the same enjoyment with the playstation 4 as i did with the playstation 5 I guess if I could give a, if I could say why the PlayStation 5 is better is that I don't have to hear fans blowing anymore. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I do enjoy it. Though. I really appreciate it. I love it. Um, I love what it provides. I wish that the hard drive, the external hard drives were also able to uh, play PlayStation 5 games as well. I mean, we got about 800 gigs 
that we could use for the game but i mean and i have like four terabytes for all my playstation 4 games which is cool and i just got a few new games as well for the playstation 4 as well including um what did i just get um persona 5 royale i decided to like i, I got the the um the original from the playstation plus but i'm like i don't want to play this and then the royale version has a little bit more added to it you know it's this it's the original but it has a little bit more added to it. i want to play the new version and see how that goes so there's my deal with that so i mean it is worth it i've been waiting for it it's here it is worth playing i just don't think that people should make a big deal out of rushing to get it or even paying an obscene amount of money to get it because it's not it, it's it's that type of pretentious purchasing it's only going to make you look bad at the end so let's segue on to another segment involving the ps5 and that is spider-man remastered i know i'm late in the game talking about this but look it's a it, there's a shortage of units for everybody not everybody's going to get a chance to play the spider-man remastered game but i want to talk about it because i find it funny and, and i may have a bit of a conspiracy fe uh, theory with this game the game is just as first of all i just want to point out definitely that the game is just as great as it was despite the uh that they did away with the original model for peter parker uh they claim that the reason for changing from model john uh bubniak to ben jordan was that they had a hard time matching the actor yori lowenthal guest of this show uh whose voice is spider-man and peter parker to that of john's face on the ps5 yet when i play this game every single character from the playstation 4 version is back in the game with no similar problems to that of the bubniak character model call it a conspiracy theory but i believe at least i or i guess in a, in a way to make me feel better about it my conspiracy theory here my playful conspiracy theory i should say uh is that i believe there is more to it than this cosmetic change and the, the fact that there are a bunch of characters from the playstation 4 version that has made it back in this version with no trouble it it, it just it doesn't sound right to me it doesn't appear right to me it doesn't seem right to me um this, i mean despite it all i still enjoy playing it uh even if it was hard for me to believe that ben jordan's model felt anything like peter parker from playstation 4 that bubniak uh, that john bubniak uh played or portrayed uh it it just i've i i've yet to grow accustomed to it. and i played through this game I, I played the original story mode and the the extern the extra modes the uh city never sleeps expansions as well while i i i am assimilating to the mindset that he is peter parker i feel better going about it with this mindset that i have for it for those i, I he to me because i mean if you look at the uh the new model that ben jordan is modeled that's modeled after ben jordan the hair is a little bit lighter he has a different face even though he sounds he has the yuri lowenthal's voice but if comic book fans remember there was also a Peter Parker clone in the comics by the name of Ben Raleigh. And if you put it into that perspective, 
to me, this has been Raleigh that I'm looking at right now, not the real the original Peter Parker. So for those who don't know who don't read the comics, Ben Raleigh is known as the clone of Spider-Man who takes over the helm of Spider-Man uh, for a while becoming before even before becoming what is known in the comics as the scarlet spider this is humorous for a lot of reasons because the game does provide the scarlet spider-man suit as one of the suits that you uh unlock in the game so to make it even more comfortable for me i now consider the remastered version the ben raleigh edition because that will make more sense for me <laughs> <laughs> that they did this and for those who may not know and i didn't know this either because i of course i didn't have a playstation 5 and sony fits or or insomniac games failed to mention this but you can play the original playstation 4 spider-man game on the playstation 5 which means you always could have enjoyed the original game regardless of without even getting the playstation 5 game I, I i i didn't know that you could do this i thought the way i and i'm sure and i'm not the only one that thought this the way that everybody thought that this was going to be was that um once you play into the playstation 4 that you wouldn't be able to play this uh play the uh i mean once you get the playstation 5 that you would not be able to play the playstation 4 version because of the issues that it has no apparently that's not the case and what they did was that they made it work both so you if you don't like the, the remastered version if you don't like the way you look you could play the original version it still plays it still plays you still get to see the same peter parker there there's no trouble with it i i i didn't understand why that is a thing so they they did not mention it but i mean i still don't give me don't get it twisted i still enjoy the remastered version which but it's now going to be called the ben raleigh edition somehow spider-man got taken away the original the real spider-man got taken away and now we see ben raleigh here it makes more sense to me there so folks that will do it for this segment of the show we're going to take a break come back and go on to the final stage to talk about my 10 favorite games of 2020 Whip made it to the top 10 list. We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans. Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live.
we're back. This is the final stage, and we're going to talk about my top 10 favorite games of 2020. As all of you know and have listened to the show over the past year, I've reviewed a lot of games. I've played a lot of games. Like, I think this year alone has probably been way over. It's like leading almost to 200. Uh, some of which I've actually reviewed on this show. A majority of them I've reviewed on this show. And some of which have been so good that I've actually invited the actual developers or people involved in some of the games that we played to talk about those games on the show. Uh, and I am none the happier because of it. And first of all, thank you to all of those people who I'm going to thank definitely in our year in uh, episode of the Prime Show. So I don't want to get down to the uh, into that details, but uh, thank you to every game developer that has come on the show to talk about their great games that I've had the opportunity to play. And um, it's been awesome. It's been really awesome. On my ACMG Facebook page, uh, they're doing voting right now for best game of 2020. So if you're an ACMG member and you haven't had a chance to vote yet and you want to be a part of that special committee of ours in the group, which is anybody in the group, <laughs> you could go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one. Uh, you got to have a legit and I'm and I mean it, a legit profile on Facebook that is not a burner account or some fake account that you're trying to do to hide because you're not being social if you're trying to hide using a different profile be you don't be afraid to be you am amongst other people because that to me tells me that you got ill intent to rather troll or or try to you know um solicit something that we don't want we want real people to have real fun talking about some of the great things that is anime comics movies and games on there we want sophisticated adults in there having fun and that's what we have right now so if you could go on there and if you already a member go on there and you can check on the uh group page right now you can also go into the announcements page which is always located on the top of the group page click on it and you'll see all of the categories that we have so far in there and uh all those votes will be checked out by the end uh by the 31st new year's eve and we will announce it on new year's day and then furthermore we will talk about it on our uh episode on our next episode which will be the third the first episode of 2020 for talk time live and uh we'll go over all of the results and my thoughts on the results of um, the best of 2020 there so for this segment on our final stage we're going to talk about my favorite top 10 games of 2020 and we're going to go down the wire to uh talk about all of those games that we had a chance to play this year so um man let's get to it because i had a blast this year playing a lot of games that uh we had a chance to play so i'm going to the i've actually organized this from yeah from the best to i, I i'm not going to say the worst because they were all great games but the very best is going to be my number one so let's start off with captain subasa rise of the new champion a bandai probably one of the best bandai namco games i've played in years in terms of um anime based games this was something totally different from what they've ever made before uh because i've played all the one piece games which were dynasty warrior games i've played the one the, the uh my hero academia one justice game which is this which the second one that you know what's funny 
that almost made it to my top 10 list, if not for Captain Subasa. Captain Subasa beats it because of the nuance of the game. Uh, but, you know, a, a honorable mention to My Hero Academia 1's Justice 2 because they stepped it up. It was a much better uh, deal this time, and they added the English cast to it as well. It was a lot more fun to play this time around. But, um, you know, Captain Subasa deserves to be at best on the tap in the 10 list. And I argue that this is a sports-related game, even though it's an anime adaption. I think it got overlooked by a lot of ga- uh, uh, major game uh, medias out there. I think it got overlooked as a actual legit sports game. I thought the, simu- uh, the simulation aspect of it was very sports uh, related. I actually think I enjoy, I, I can actually enjoy this better than an actual FIFA game. Uh, it, it was more action packed. It had a great narrative to it. The visuals for this game is absolutely beautiful. Look just like a anime coming to life, even on a PlayStation, uh, I mean, not the PlayStation 4, even on the, the, um, the Nintendo Switch, which I played it on, looks absolutely phenomenal. It's also available on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It, arrived, it released on August 27, 2020, and to much anticipation from hardcore fans like myself, I was I looked at this and I'm like, I love over-the-top sports games, and I gotta say, in in terms of over-the-top sports games, this one is the best. And I played uh, uh, Inazuma Eleven. On, when it was out on the PlayStation, um, I mean, not the PlayStation, I keep saying that. When it was out for the Nintendo uh, 3DS, it was a great game. It was a great, um, a different type of uh, role-playing game that had a sports element to it. And I don't I don't know why, but that game was supposed to come out for the Nintendo Switch. There was a new version of Inazuma 11 that was supposed to come out that was announced way before Captain Tsubasa ever was announced. It never came for some reason. I don't know why. I, I need to look into that because I was anticipating that because it had that over-the-top uh, fantasy-like uh, sports feel where all of the moves come off like Street Fighter moves. <laughs> and Captain Tsubasa does greatly with this. It's an awesome game. You play through the game story mode and it's very dramatic. It gets really tense after a while. Especially when you first play it, because you don't know what the hell is going to happen and what the story is about. And as you're playing in the games, there are cutscenes that happen during the games that really play into the dramatic factor of it. And I, it's, I, I, I really believe if you love sports games, especially like football, aka, AKA soccer, um, but you want a little bit of a kick to it, Captain Tsubasa: The Real, uh, The Rise of the New Champions, is your game, guaranteed. Uh, number nine. Shout out to my man Ben uh, Fiquet of Lizard Cube Studios and of the award-nominated game Streets of Rage 4, which released on April 30th, 2020 for the Nintendo Switch, Steam, and PlayStation 4. This game was everything fans have been waiting for and more. We got a sequel to one of the most iconic cult classics ever in video games. Uh, The brawler that once premiered on the Sega Genesis has now appeared after all these years and it did not disappoint at all we got new artwork uh that was drawn from uh by Bing Fiquet and in the uh, lizard cube studios it was awesome very awesomely done um it played like the original but it looked very new it deserved to be nominated for the game awards i knew that unfortunately it wasn't going to win because uh another game that was also in the same category 
uh, was up for for that nomination as well, and I knew that I was going to get it overall, but it deserved to be nominated at best. And Streets of Rage Four definitely brought it all of the same, and it paid respect to the game to the uh, versions of the past by allowing you to play as the versions of the past. So great deal. I hope this is not the end. I hope we get to see more Streets of Rage games come out, especially if it looks at the way that it did here. And it's a very, it's probably I would say is probably one of the best brawlers that has come out and i have played uh quite a few brawler games out this year uh some i haven't even reviewed yet because for obvious reasons and i'll mention that probably during the end of this uh episode the end of this episode because uh that probably will be the first game that i review uh for 2021 for obvious reasons and we'll talk about that um number eight which, uh, which released on November 10th, 2020 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X coming soon. And that is Yakuza, Like a Dragon. A one of two turn-based RPG games that I've actually enjoyed playing. Uh, I have not reviewed Yakuza Like a Dragon yet because I am still in the process of playing it, but I'm telling you, I am enjoying the holy hell out of a game that was originally meant to be a action RPG game. They went to traditional methods, but they came up with a battle system that is a lot of fun, a hell of a lot of fun, and it the game is so goofy. It The game is like, like um, how can I say this? It's, it's damn near Saint Row goofy. I mean, the stuff that you're like, the thing, it's it's a very adult game, like Saint Row. Um, there are some dramatic points to it, but there's also some very goofy moments to it as well, and especially in terms of um, battle system weapons, if you will. Uh, I won't go into detail because I do want to actually thoroughly review this game when, it, uh, when I get the chance to. Probably one of the other games that I'll review coming into. Um, 2021 so but i will say that i've added this to my top 10 because i played it i'm i'm far enough in the game to know that this game is freaking awesome <laughs> and it's a turn-based game so um i'll tell you what if anything else i can tell you about 2020 for me when it comes to video games is that i have taken a major step and stepped into out of my comfort zone to play turn-based rpg games um Final Fantasy 7 the original I finally beat in 2020 and also playing this game and this other game that I'm going to mention which is my number 7 which released on July 31st 2020 for the PlayStation 4 Steam and Switch and that is in fact based on the popular anime series Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale as much as I love Yakuza like a dragon I still give Fairy Tale the top bill as best RPG game I've ever played, turn-based RPG game I've ever played. I love the battle system that this game provided. It is so fast-paced, it is so action-packed, and the animation and character models look phenomenal. Uh, my only pet peeve is that they didn't have the English cast on there, but it didn't bother me no, not one bit. I still like playing the game, and there's so much to play. There's so much content even after the game the, uh, the game's initial story mode is played there's so much other story elements to play in this game so if you're looking at, i mean if you haven't if you're a turn-based rpg fan and you are also an anime fan fairy tale is your game uh i 
the fact that it's on my top 10 speaks volumes because I still at the end of the day, I do not claim myself to be a avid turn-based RPG fan because there are also elements of turn-based RPG that I don't like. And, 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 and some of those elements are in Yakuza Like a Dragon. So, But even still, it doesn't take away from the fact that I do enjoy that game. But I never had any of those formulaic traditional issues that i had with um other turn-based games on fairy tale fairy tales a is a fun light-hearted solid turn-based rpg game and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it. and not only that it it was so good i enjoyed it so much that i wound up actually watching the series over again and enjoying it from a different perspective now so there you have it right there number six I've played a lot of mech-based games this year. None of them, and I mean none of them, was better than what I've played here, which released on October 15th, 2020 for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was on the Steam a while prior to, but it finally made it on the Switch. And when when games are on the Steam, it's usually because they're being on, they're testing to see if it's gonna be good before they go into other platforms. It made it on the Nintendo Switch for a reason. Damn if it wasn't one of the best mech games I've ever played. I, I I can't recall since like Gundam games. Hardcore Mecha. This game, I was not expecting this game to be as good as it was. And my goodness, this game blew me away so much. The the the, the, the drama, the side-scrolling, you know, uh action, um, the RPG elements that are added to it, the the depth and both story and gameplay this game and in the character designs the character models i love the super deformity of it uh it's, it's just beautiful absolutely stunning you gotta play it if you're a gundam fan and you're looking for that gundam experience on a nintendo switch but this is the closest to gundam game we're gonna get until uh we actually get a actual gundam game coming to america I don't know if that ever will happen. And guess what? The bad part is there are Gundam games in the Japan uh, version, uh, but they're RPG games or, or real-time strategy games at best. Um, but my God, Hardcore Mecha is an, an amazing game. Oh my goodness, this game is awesome. So, you know, in terms of mech-based games, jump on that if you haven't already. Number five, the prequel to one of the greatest games ever in Nintendo's history. Released on November 20th, 2020, exclusively for the Nintendo Switch because it is a Miyamoto product. That is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Just came out uh, like a little over a month ago. And it was the prequel to the events that happened uh, in uh, Hyrule, uh, in, I'm sorry, in Breath of the Wild. And it did itself justice. Now, while it wasn't the, it didn't nope by any means do better than Breath of the Wild. And that is because it is more geared to be a Dynasty Warrior-like game that just touches lightly on the events that happen. It's still a very fun game. It's a great Dynasty Warrior-style game. Uh, you know, Koei Tecmo put their, got their hands on it just like they did with the last Hyrule Warriors game and I think they did better than they did with the original Hyrule Warriors game 
it's just awesome. It's, it's a beautifully done game. I love it. I love the uh, cutscenes in it. I love the story development. Made all sense. It, it 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 filled the gaps of what we didn't know happened in the game, and you were able to do things that you weren't able to do in Breath of the Wild. For instance, playing again, playing with the Guardians, uh, getting to play with the um, with in different play modes and stuff like that. It's just if you're a Zelda fan. If you're listening to Zelda fan, if you're a Breath of the Wild fan, you have to get this game if you haven't already. This is a great addition. This is consider this like an expansion to the Breath of the Wild series. I mean, you got the you got the same art style and everything in there. You got you know the same story developments and all connecting together. Uh, you got to fight Calamity Ganon and everything going on there. It's just, it's just really great from start to finish. A really great game. Number four. Fighting games. Not that many out there. Not that honestly, if you really count, there hasn't been any new real fighting games out there. So this game, which originally came out on uh what is it, April 23rd, 2019, uh, which was Mortal Kombat 11. But to our surprise, unbeknownst to virtually anybody. Ed Boon and NetherRealm Studios surprised us with a second, a second, a second story mode entitled Aftermath, which takes you after the events of when Liu Kang became Fire God and entered in Shang Tsung, played by the original actor of the original movie. It, and I, you know what's funny? I am playing that I'm playing the PlayStation 5 version because if you guys remember when I reviewed it I reviewed the PlayStation 4 version and even the PlayStation 4 version was awesome uh, despite the fact it didn't it, it's graphic limitations it's still from a uh, frame rate standpoint played great it I'd never had trouble with it at all but now I'm playing it on a PlayStation 5 respectfully the whole I got the ultimate version on there which has all of the characters in there so they came out in 2020 which then technically makes it a brand new story mode and makes it a brand new game added to the fact that they also added brand new characters in the form of uh just recently especially melina rain and uh rambo they also added the terminator they also added um sindel they also added shiva they also added uh uh spawn which was the most anticipated character of them all so after all this it is in fact a brand new game they've it, honestly if they if they come out with another story i'm gonna freak out because i am loving everything that this game did they won uh game fighting game of the year for the game awards who was going to compete with what they did like it's arguable that mortal kombat 11 could possibly be when it, it, it when it comes like in terms of overall experience of a fighting game Mortal Kombat 11 could possibly be the best of them all. I don't know a game that is any way better than that. I mean, like the, the full Hollywood production, the fanfare, the gameplay, everything. I mean, just the, the amount of content that you get out of this game. It's so awesome. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate by far makes it to my number four. Uh, probably would have made number three had this other game not come out. And shout out to the people of Super Giant Games for making a phenomenal game that a lot of people slept on. 
and now people are not sleeping on it especially from my front because there are people who i've promoted this game i've endorsed this game so much i've said this game is going to be a must i've if you, you've heard past episodes you've heard the interview with myself and greg casavan i said this game is going to be getting awards and it's going to get um best of the year nods damn if i was right on this one hades which released september 17 2020 for the nintendo switch and steam was without a doubt one of the best action games this year stood out from the rest by the way it was designed by the way it was illustrated and drawn by the way the character models by the story element you know we have a lot of greco-roman games uh that came out this year uh, that came out this year especially um honorable mention of uh to uh immortal phoenix rising and for its very um mel brooks comical uh, take on the greek mythology i might say um but hades went the total opposite direction instead of going to the uh, to the mountain to the um clouds of olympus he they went underground they went down into hell the depths of hell and based a storyline on that aspect because nobody's done it before like i said if you haven't heard my interview with greg casavan who was the writer of hades and the uh the main one of the main developers of hades go out of your way to check that interview out it is i have it both in video and audio and it is absolutely an awesome conversation that we have about the making of this game and it, i believe we did this when the game came out and I think right up, like right around the time the game came out, I think is when I um, did this game. And after I beat it, I, I definitely wanted to talk to him about it. But, oh, this game was so awesome. Uh, it, it, it's not only just awesome, just from gameplay standpoint, but it's very rewarding. Because even after you get to, you know, get finally go after Hades and you beat Hades, there's so much more to do. There's so much more to go, and I felt every bit as satisfi uh, satisfying as I had reading a book. It, it was it had this novel type of feel to it, and you know, this episodic type of feel to it. Like every time you go back, and I've said it many times on interview, you can hear me say it over and over again, almost to a point that it's a drinking game, that it feels like another day. And it, I'd never had a, a game that make you feel like that every single time. Uh, and it, the, the the hidden moral aspect to it as well the inspirational aspect to the game adds to it as well so hades is definitely my number three number two if you've been listening to this show i don't think this is going to be a surprise but actually maybe because of the number two and number one aspect to it but number two and i i, I had to think about this thoroughly but november 12 2020 playstation gave us a gift not only us as gamers but for comic book fans and especially marvel fans a great gift we got a brand new spider-man game that was totally focused not on peter parker but miles morales to say that this game was not a game changer on so many aspects is an understatement because miles morales not only pulled off a great game a game that is exemplary especially when you compare it to that of like marvel avengers which was became the total opposite of what this game was um gave us everything that we wanted and more but it also gave us meaning 
when I say us, I mean the black community and I mean the Latino community. Miles Morales being both Latino and black showed so much value, so much meaning uh, to it. The messages that were in the game, they became, they started subtle. They became more meaningful as the time went by. And I played the game both on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. The game is designed intentionally to, to let people know who played it that we matter. And I cannot thank PlayStation, Insomniac Games, PlayStation Studios for this for what they did. This was their marquee game for the PlayStation 5. And this is the game that they were selling to get people to want to get a PlayStation uh, 5. This was a statement made by PlayStation saying that all that like every not only do everybody else matter but especially black lives and latino lives matter i told you guys in the previous episodes how emotional i was especially after seeing the time the uh the scene because i was not expecting it at all when you play through all of the uh the, you know the the side missions where you uh look out for the community and then the community looks back out looks out for you and gives you this new suit which is located right near this mural that says black lives matter i have never gotten that emotional for a game in a long time and i gotta say i even talking about it just gets me the like it, this was like Aerith dying level. Aerith dying level, like emotion. Even probably more than that because it's based on some real some real stuff that is going on in the world. During this COVID era, during where all my people are dying at the hands of, of, of police brutality and racism, to see a major company and a major game developer do that for us means so much lifted my spirits lifted a lot of people's spirits up so much and dare i say this game should have been nominated for more than what it was at the game awards i think from a lot of different game uh media stamp uh perspective i think this game has been overlooked and it might be the fact that there was a lot of games that were that they, they this game was a game that they may not have been able to relate to but understand the premise and of the deal but you know, I, let's be real. A lot of these game companies, well, not all these, well, the game companies too. A lot of the game media companies out there, let's talk like the Game Informer magazine. Let's talk, as much as I respect those and I love those, uh, the IGNs, the game spots, they're all basically, they're, they're, they're white owned. So I, I don't want to put the, the privilege card on it per se, but I do, we got to point out that it's possible that they may not have understand the significance of that game. And this is one of the first of many games to come that will be addressing this statement, that will be addressing this issue. And I am so happy that if all games that has started this is a game based on a comic book character, one of my favorite comic book characters, that is Miles Morales and Peter Parker, and they're, they're making and they're making a statement and this is something marvel has always done for years and now they playstation's on board and insomniac games is on board with it as well 
kudos to the writers and everybody involved in that game because this game should have gotten way, way more praise than it has. At least from our ACMG Facebook group standards, it looked like it is. So, uh, in terms of the voting right now. But um, it, it, it's, it's, really, it's really awesome that they did. There's no way I couldn't make it any higher or lesser than the second here. And it would have been the first. It absolutely would be the game of the year for me. My number one game this year had not for this next game, which we've been waiting for for 23 years. It finally arrived on April 10th, 2020, exclusively and digitally at the time because of COVID shutdown. But it's a game that we, upon its announcement, that's the last time I was actually emotional. That right there. The announcement of this game coming out on, at E3 brought so much emotion that myself and thousands of others teared up because we've been waiting for us because we have so much love and passion for this game. And on April 10th, 2020, exclusive, still exclusive to the PlayStation 4 at this time. It's a console exclusive, but it will be on Xbox someday. <laughs> we got... Final Fantasy VII Remake. After 23 years, we got the remake to one of the most anticipated games, the one of the most game-changing, revolutionary games of all time. And guess what? It absolutely did not disappoint. It met up, it superseded expectations. Uh, both in graphic, from a graphic standpoint, from a narrative standpoint, and from a gameplay standpoint. You know, they did away well, they didn't do away. They added the element of an action role-playing game, even though you still can play turn-based style in the game for those who are still traditionalists. This game, all, who, which also had a message as well. This game had a message of equality. This, this um, Not just for Black and Latino community, but also the LGBTQ community, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and respect it that they had in here. So, I mean, you know, if you want to get in terms of, you know, really making a statement and message, Final Fantasy VII Remake doesn't. Not only do they do that, but they also have... I was at all when I looked into the communities of Midgar and saw that it was an enormous amount of representation of non-playable characters in the game. And it made me feel so welcome, so, you know, uh, so valued and belonged <laughs> if i could say it in that term i felt very good about playing that game and again it met all expectations um it looked just like the avid children you know movie zephyroth did not disappoint and the end the battle at the end was spectacular and the way that they rewritten and remade everything you know we didn't get we got part one of it and they left off they left off not with a cliffhanger but with something to enjoy yet something to look forward to when it comes back in playstation 5 form and i can't wait i am so looking forward to this but it, it, i know it's going to take we all know it's going to take time for them to do it and after what i can tell you 2020 has done is really tell us that patience is a virtue because when you have games like cyberpunk 2077 and avengers coming out unfinished and still working in progress even though they released the game 
it really makes you appreciate the efforts and longevity and patience that Square Enix does. Yeah, we complain that they take forever to do, but now we can say we don't want it to come out like Cyberpunk 2077. We don't want it to come out looking like Marvel uh, Avengers when they did, because they came out way too early and unfinished. And at least to Cyberpunk uh, to uh, Project uh, CD Red, they apologized. They recognized. They it, they acknowledged. What is it? Crystal Dynamics still will not admit that they did wrong here. That to me always it burns me when I see companies do that. 2K Games is also known for doing stuff like that too. Um, but Final Fantasy VII Remake took a it's damn time to come out. But we when it came out, just like Final Fantasy XV did just like kingdom hearts did it was a solid gameplay experience i am i i'm so looking forward to this new final fantasy game for the playstation 5 i know it will come out i know it will look great i know i have full confidence in what square enix is going to do because what they did for final fantasy remake here was nothing short of phenomenal and that's why it is my number one game of the year bar none so there you have it folks i mean unfortunately I, there's so many other great games that i've actually played this year um but you know if i had to narrow it down to 10 I, I, if if i made it like 20 or 30 we've been here all day but the, the i had to narrow it down to the top 10 i want to give another uh, honorable mention to way forward they did shantae and the seven sirens also love that matt bauer uh, bowen who uh was on the show as well uh love that game but when it came down to it man the top 10 here really made a difference to this year um in, in terms of overall quality and, and gameplay and, and everything so shout out to all of them as well and every game that came out this year again um the video game industry for what is worth did a fantastic job through this COVID era and helping us to be able to those who were patient and listening to the science and all this stuff and staying in and keeping people safe we we had technology like this to entertain us the entire time we still do so until we get this vaccines and all this stuff we're still going to be enjoying this and we're going to need this so thank you all ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of select start this is the final episode of 2020 i want to thank everybody who came in all the new listeners because we got a lot of our volume has been turned up in terms of um listenership and uh subscribers this year in 2020 i, I am very grateful for this for everybody that is um come and checked out this show and our our prime show as well um so thank you thank you all and i look forward to t uh talking about more video games coming into 2021 god willing of course and um I, I, I love it. I absolutely enjoy it. I look forward to it. I love the gaming industry. It is a art style that I've enjoyed immensely over the years. Uh, an art style that I compare to, uh, I, like I've, I've said it before, I've done I've done a term paper in college, you know, comparing and contrasting the history of video games to that of art history. There's very similarities to it. So therefore, I call video games an art style, even though Roger Ebert, rest his soul, did not. And I totally disagree with that. It is a art form in its best. Um, so, you know, I love it. And I will always continue to respect this genre as well. Folks, as always, please spread the word of this show. Let us know what you think. Check us out on our major platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, 
TuneIn, aka Amazon Music, and I believe Audible as well. So you can check it out everywhere. All the major brands from there. Pocket Cast as well, we're there. Pandora, also we're there as well. And of course, last but not least, TalkTimeLive.com, where you can check out all of our episodes, our past episodes, our recent episodes, and a section dedicated just for the exclusive interviews uh, here. I think now that I'm on going to be on a little hiatus i might be able to update that with the new episodes as well uh the new exclusive episodes because we had a lot of new episodes um exclusive interviews this year a record-setting amount of exclusive interviews this year and i couldn't be more happy and we're gonna celebrate that in our best of 2020 episode and thank all of those people thoroughly (laughs) on that episode as well so stay tuned for that because we're going to talk about the best of 2020 the votes that the acmg facebook group has uh submitted we'll talk about the winners of that and uh you know give thanks to everything that is all things anime comics movies and games there so that'll be it and i think during our next episode of select start our first select start of 2020 i am going to review cobra kai i had this game i've played this game for like a few months ago that it was released uh but i didn't want to because i knew that the third season was coming i didn't know when the third season was coming and i wanted to do a combination here where i review the third season of cobra kai on the prime show which if you don't know cobra kai season one is now coming out january 1st so netflix has changed the date from the 8th to the first new year's day we're going to be able to watch the new season of cobra kai so i am going to review that series and then i'm going to review the video game on the first episode the third the first 2021 episode of select start so stay tuned for that uh the following week leading into my birthday we're going to do something special as well and that is we're going to look back at scott pilgrim versus the world the movie uh, we're gonna look back at that because i don't think i've ever i don't know if i remember reviewing that game on this um that movie on the show but the game is coming back and we're gonna definitely check that out as well it's coming back for the for, i think for all systems on my birthday so <laughs> january the 14th so um in celebration of that we're going to review the game we're going to look back at the game and the actual movie as to why this is one of the best movies and cult classic video games and comic book series out there of all time you know it it was a cult classic movie i can't i've i've held back from looking at scout pilgrim versus the world for quite a while because in hopes that the well i was going to do it actually um during the movie uh during the celebration of the uh anniversary of the movie or the game coming back out and the game is officially coming back out so now is the best time to do it during that time so stay tuned for that and much much more folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out of here take care and continue to be safe out there
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.